Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird. This show is about philanthropy, entrepreneurship, positive thinking, and humanity. A show that'll help you make that decision when that hour is upon you. Our guests share some of their experience, expertise, and stories during their decision hour. You get to hear what they're doing today and how it might help you in the near future. My guest today is no different. He's doing some great things in the community, and I'm going to bring him on here in just a moment. But first off, I want to give a huge shout out to Heroes Media Group and all the great shows and sponsors of the network. To learn more about Heroes Media Group or how you can become part of the HMG family, simply go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Now, my guest today, had the pleasure of uh, meeting him a couple months ago. Uh, been back and forth on the phone with him uh, on and off uh, since we've met. Great guy. He's a uh, United States Marine Corps veteran, a keynote speaker, He's also the CEO and founder at Light Flip Media, Mr. Eric Mitchell. Eric, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing today, Adam? I'm doing great. Thank you for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, join us today. Uh, thanks. You know, I'm still recovering. I spent uh, this past weekend out in Colorado Springs uh, with, with a wonderful veteran community that we seem to have throughout the country. And uh, I don't know, maybe it's the elevation, but I'm like, I've been like sleepy the last two days and I didn't do any drinking. I was just, I, I don't know if it's the elevation or what. It was like, everything there is harder, like walking. It's like, now, why does this suck? Now, so. now those of you that are listening and, and, and that, that follow the show and whatnot, we, I've been keeping track on this and uh, Eric's talking about an event that was out there called, uh, I believe it was Grunt Fest 5, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And that was put on by uh, one of your clients uh, and those very famous uh, apparel company, uh, Grunt Style. If, if that is that correct? Yes, uh, Dan Alaric. I'm his uh, publicist, uh, so I work with him. And Grunt Fit app is another one of mine, and they're a part of the Grunt Style family. They're a new app that's coming out. So it was their first time anyone's ever heard of those of Grunt Fit app. So it was cool to be there and do that. And it was amazing. It was 2,000 people, Colorado Springs. We had people drive all the way from Florida to attend. That's so, awesome. Crazy, That's right? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Now, I saw, I saw some pictures because obviously I follow a lot of the, you know, I follow Grunt, uh, Grunt Style and, and you, obviously. And, and then there's uh, uh, some of the other networks and stuff that were out there uh, doing stuff. It looked like you guys had a freaking blast. I mean, tell us a little bit about the atmosphere and what it was like out there. Well, you know, Colorado has its own uh, <laughs> its own kind of vibe, or as they call it, doing it the Colorado way. And uh, <clears throat> it, w- it was a lot of fun. I mean, the people were there. It was a unique festival to go to that everyone was really cool with each other. I know that you can go to other festivals with music's involved and people, you know, alcohol, high elevation, and heat are never a good combo, <laughs> except at this conference it was. It was pretty amazing because you're walking around, you're seeing a lot of our wounded warriors. You're seeing a lot of patriots. Uh, <clears throat> they brought out uh, John Teague Teagan from uh, Benghazi. Oh, right. Yeah. So he was so cool to hang out with. I got the honor to meet him the night before the event and just kind of getting his vibe on how he talks about things. It was cool just the folks that they had there because they had John Teague Teagan there, Adam Calhoun, who's already part of the Grunt Style family. If you watch anything Grunt Style, you'll see his little funny videos. And the funny thing about Adam is he's not a veteran, right? He's just a guy who loves America. Really? Loves what Grunt Style stands for. Yeah, he's not a vet. D- no, didn't that, see? Yeah. I learned something new every day. Something every day, wow. full of knowledge, useless knowledge yeah. that you didn't need to know. <laughs> Eric will tell you because that's <laughs> my job. No, but it, it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. I thought the crowd really enjoyed it. They had just over 2,000 people there. 
I mean, it was pretty cool. They jumped in an, two American flags, uh, which was pretty cool to watch two guys who had 1,900 combined jumps. Jeez. So, you know, I know I was like, good Lord, you guys not jump out of an airplane all the time? Yeah. Uh, so they jumped in. POD was there, which <clears throat> if you're over the age of 35, you remember POD. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, I remember two of their songs, but I lied to them and told them I totally loved them. Uh, <laughs> but it was fun. A really good vibe went for several hours. Uh, no one, no one was thrown out of the event, so that's always a good sign. And just lots of great vendors, lots of fun. Uh, definitely, the number one question was: Is Grunt Fest coming back to Colorado? And you know, I, I definitely think it was their best event that they've had, and I definitely think that's probably. In, they're running for me. It was great to see that there's a lot of people out there who share the same kind of thought process. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of people who wanted to sit down and chat and talk about, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs out there launching their businesses that were able to come out as vendors and work. And I thought that was pretty cool because those guys were out there hustling in that heat when they wanted to probably be at a bar with a whole bunch of their friends, you know, and instead they were working. So yeah. I thought it was a great event. Great for the community too. Nice. Now, is that the, uh, rumor has it that that's not the the last one that they're going to have this year. Oh no, that, that, that rumor is very true. Is is not true at all. The last one isn't until October and the next one they're having is in Chicago in late August. I don't want to quote the date because I don't remember off the top of my head. I want to say it's like uh, August 26th. I believe it's right near the end of summer uh, in Chicago. So that's in uh, grunt styles backyard. So if you're a fan of grunt style, uh, I would I wouldn't miss that one, and then the other one. That's a rumor that I don't want to confirm, but uh, it looks like it's going to happen. And by look like it's about ninety percent, ninety nine percent there is Grunt Style will hold Grunt Fest Seven in San Diego <laughs> during Fleet Week oh. in October of this year. So if you're listening, uh, plan accordingly. That will be. That will that'll be awesome. Just because if you know anything about that team, there's a lot of Marines on that team. Uh, the COO of Grunt Style is a uh, Marine, uh, Tim Jensen. What, so what could possibly it, go wrong? Uh, San, wrong. San Diego, <laughs> bunch of <laughs> Marines, Grunt Fest. That, that 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 sounds like a whole lot of awesomeness right there. Yeah, I think the one thing I mean just to cover it, and then we can you probably want to move on from hearing about Grunt Fest. But <clears throat> I think one of the biggest things that I, could, I took away from the event was the amazing team Grunt Style has. And that says a lot for every bit of it, for the coverage that everyone was able to see and be a part. If you go out and you do the hashtag GruntFest5, that team was incredible. I mean, <clears throat> it's not just Dan Lyric, it's not Tim Jensen, it's not any of their other executive team. It's that team. It's Justin Oric. And Stephanie, who runs their sales team, those two came together and made a beautiful event. And the cool thing about Justin is, is five years ago, Justin wasn't running events. Justin doesn't have a history in running events, but now he runs all the Grunt Fest. Justin, I believe, came from like a Napa Auto Parts, which is something that you'll find with almost everybody at Grunt Style, which is why I'm such a big fan of talking about how they're built. Because talk about, you know, decision hour, right? It, it all comes down to you find the right people. And you build this team and you give them an opportunity to be leaders. And it's amazing on what they'll turn out. And Justin, watching him, I'm glad he's a Marine because he handled the stress very well. So it was an amazing event to watch this entire team in 98-degree heat at 6,280,000 feet elevation. Wow. 
uh, put this event together with 2000 people that we've never met. So listen, if you're, if you're listening to the show, it means you're already online. Open up another browser. You got to check out Grunt Style. They, I got one of their one of the first shirts that they made um, years ago, uh, and you, you, their apparel and this stuff that they're doing. It's it's almost like they're not in, in any market. They got their hands in just about everything you could possibly think of at this point, uh, and, and with more to come. I remember you uh, mentioning the uh, Grunt Fit app coming out here mm-hmm. July, I believe. Um, that's coming out. They're doing a lot of great things. So, so make sure you check uh, Grunt Style out. Eric. Yes, sir. You're a Marine. That's what they keep telling me. That's what, You're also a keynote speaker. I've seen you speak uh, at VetCon uh, this past March. And your company, Life Flip Media, why don't you... First off, before we get into to that, why don't you tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself and more on how you got into what it is you're doing today? Awesome. Well, sure, I'll do that. Uh, you know, first of all, I'm Eric Mitchell. Uh, I went into the United States Marine Corps fresh out of high school. I went to high school up in Folsom, California. I joined in 1994. Yes, I'm aging myself, uh, but I went into boot camp in uh, August of 1994. Joined the Marine Corps, spent did my four as active, and then did another uh, wonderful few years in the reserves. Finally, getting out in uh, right before 9/11. I had unique timing, uh, June of 01, uh, and then I went into trying to find work as about every veteran who gets out tries to do. I uh, went to work for a company called WebEx. I started answering phones and dialing for dollars as they called it. I'd make a hundred phone calls a day. Mm. I love that job because they gave me free lunch and free dinner. And <laughs> that was amazing because it was good food. So I was purely, I purely took a job because I was fed. That's weird. They paid me well too, but it was pretty cool to go to a place where you can like, I want a soda. Yeah. I can go to the fridge and get a soda. I need this. I want to, you know, so I did that. I worked for them. They were acquired by a very large fortune 500 brand. Uh, I worked with them for a number of years, moved into the sales role, started falling in love with marketing and seeing how marketing took place. Uh, I left there, created my own, went off with a buddy from high school, created our own company. Well, we were, uh, our technology was acquired by a large brand. Uh, then I ended up, uh, my last full-time gig I ever had was I went to go work for a small startup that ended up getting acquired by Adobe. Uh, and that's where I made the change over into the marketing slash public relations game. Uh, I have an incredible network. Uh, I'll pat myself on the back and say that's one thing I love doing is networking with people. Part of being in sales, that's a key ingredient. Uh, getting into public relations, working for a large company like Adobe allowed me to work with clients in the NFL major league baseball. I'm a sports fiend. So it worked perfect for me, but it built a network to see how everything was done. Um, I spent a number of years at Adobe after I got done with that. I decided it was, I wanted to become a consultant on my own and own my own business. I wanted to spend more time with my kids because the beginning of that time was very difficult because I didn't spend a lot of time with my kids. All I did was hustle. Right. And I have kids. I have a 19 year old daughter, who is in college. I have a 12 year old daughter who's going to give me all the gray hair. And I have a 10 year old son <laughs> who is just my boy. I, and you know, and I'm, I have a beautiful wife. She actually is the co-founder of life Lit media. So she runs all the back end stuff. She's got an amazing background with doing the same thing for startups. 
So it was a fit when we decided to build this business that I wanted my wife to be part of it. Uh, we don't work in the same office together. Her office is away from mine. But if you go look at a lot of companies that it's a husband and wife co-founded or you know run operation, uh, you will always find that they're not sitting near each other. Right. That won't work. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's kind of uh, what, I mean, and then I decided to create LifeFlip. And long story short, I wanted to give back. I wanted to go to a vertical that I can... You know, there's the tech vertical, which is great if you're into tech. Mm -hmm. To me, it's not our world. They're not like the veteran community where we look out for each other. And I know later on in this, we'll talk about, you know, you know, decisions, you know, and I'll get into that. But just real brief, you know, LifeLit Media, we do PR for veteran brands. And that includes finding, you know, uh, CEOs of big brands, speaking engagements, getting them in the media, getting them media coverage just constantly putting out the feelers to get folks uh, out there in the public sector to see what we're doing in the veteran world. Because if you look around, there's some amazing brands out there and I, I could list a ton that most people would go, what, what do you mean that they're doing that? I mean, there's some brands that we have that are run by veterans that are not just changing America, they're changing the world. And okay. I think that's why I love being in the PR sector is to be able to bring that attention to the front of the room. You know, folks, again, you, if you're listening to this interview, you're already online. Open up another browser. Go to lifeflipmedia.com. That's lifeflipmedia, all one word, dot com. And uh, you check out Eric's website and, and what they're doing. And they are doing some great things. And I've seen um, firsthand what uh, what they do. And he's got um, on the homepage, if you scroll down kind of near the bottom, the trusted by, you get to see some of... Uh, the organizations and companies that uh, LifeFlip's working with, and and these are not small companies by any means. So, uh, you know, my hats off to you, Eric, because you you clearly know what you guys are doing, and you guys do it very very well. Um, so What's my team? I mean, again, I'm gonna I will always go back to that. My it, it's the team that I've the team that we've been able to build. Uh, again, they're amazing. I have a stable of writers that. Uh, I dearly love. And, and the funny thing about my team is a lot of them are veterans. Yeah. I went and found people that kind of are patriots mm -hmm. and believe in our mission. And I think they really have helped out with what we're doing. It's, I mean, uh, the number one guy on my team is Matt Hannaford. And that guy, <laughs> he's been with me from when I thought I was a podcaster a few years ago, right? He started listening to my crazy veteran antics a few years ago when I was interviewing, you know, Guy Kawasaki and Jay Bears of the world. Uh, yeah. And then he just, uh, I said, Hey, why don't you come join this company? And he did. So that guy rocks. What do you say as, as a, uh, as a CEO and founder of an organization like this, what, what would you say has been the hardest thing for you to get going? That's a, that's a loaded question right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the hardest thing to get, to get going is to know when it's time to grow. Like there's a point where when to grow and when to pump the brakes mm -hmm. there, you reach a point where you want to grow and you want to go higher the world and you have to be careful because you have, you know, you quickly want to do that. Everybody wants to hire people, right? The point of having a title of CEO is you want to have employees. That's the goal. And that's a tough, that's a tough challenge. And also the, the one I actually think ahead of that one is knowing when to slow down and knowing when you have enough on your table. I mean, I don't even have all of our clients listed on that website, uh, on our own website yet, because we just, it's hard to keep up and keep them up there, but we're up to over 40 clients 
and we are not a gigantic team. And it's very selective when you're going through and doing that. You want to know what clients to have, who to work with, and what's going to maximize your time and effort because you want to give every client the best customer service. You want them to feel that they are getting white glove service time and time again, because in this industry, it's especially in public relations, it's hard because remember these folks are going out and you can go look at any other PR agencies and they charge $20,000 a month just to rep them. I mean, that's crazy to me. Like I could never like look a vet in the eye and be like, Hey, give me 20 K. So it's, it's knowing how we want to keep everyone feel the same way. Now, every client kind of comes in at a different level. And I always tell people they will be treated the exact same as, you know, my, my biggest clients and everybody knows basically who those folks are. So I treat everybody the same. I mean, that's where my tech background comes in. So again, not trying, you know, everybody wants to grow and you become money hungry as a CEO. You know, you're supposed to, right? You're right. an entrepreneur. Right. You want to make money. You're making I mean, in 2016 and into this year, this is the, ever since VetCon, I can tell you that this is the best business has ever been. It continues to grow. You know, we're, we've grown, grown three X in June alone with clients. And that's from building relationships with some NFL football players that are sending senior veterans to us that are, you know, 25 years of service. These guys served at the Pentagon. And I'm, you know, we're booking their speaking gigs and helping them develop their personal brand. But it's like, you have to be careful with that, right? You'd be like, okay, well, if I take you, how much time is going to be here? So, yeah. So let me ask you this then, as a, as a CEO and somebody that it's obviously doing a lot of PR has been doing it for many years, what would you say is the, the one I don't want to say common mistake, but one hiccup that you come across the most for a PR. Yeah. The number one hiccup is trying to be in the news all the time. I, it's funny. People love press releases and love to put news out about themselves all the time. Like, Oh, we made a hire. Oh, we, I, you know, I shut the door. And I think you, when you're first growing, it's almost better to be silent right? They don't need to know your key hires. It's, I mean, much, uh, I do that from our example. I think people recently found out who life flip, you know, how we came onto the scene because we were very, very quiet for months. You almost have to ride in, in stealth mode. So kind of keep your, keep your nose to the grindstone. Yeah. Kind Just of focus thing. on working. I mean, you want to go out there and what do they call it? Humble brag is, as I've heard it called. Right. And I know everybody wants to do that. Trust me. It's hard not to go on there and be like, oh, I work with, you can't do that because you need to be focused. Cause the moment people do that, number one, there's, Oh, I always believe there's somebody out there trying to eat my lunch. Right. So if I'm quiet about it, then, you know, but then I, it's now it's the other side of the coin where I'm not just, I've not just built life flip. I actually want to help other entrepreneurs who want to get into this PR world. Cause I cannot handle all the veteran businesses out there. I wish I could. I wish I could tell you all build a gigantic team. If every veteran brand will come work for me and like it or not, that just isn't something that is in my business plan that I built. I built this to handle a certain amount and pray that somebody else would build this. And it's, it's an interesting thing that I want to mentor folks and help them do that. And I work with a lot of people on that. I mean, the most common are digital marketers. Because that's uh, the right hand of PR. It's working with folks like that because a lot of these clients need that help. So with PR, it's don't mistake public relations for marketing There's or social media. There's a drastic difference. Absolutely. They, they, 
you know, yeah. The media doesn't want to hear every single thing you're doing because <laughs> that's not going to impress them. And it actually drowns you out because they're going to be like, you become the boy who cried wolf right? Boy or girl who cried wolf. Well, I think you set yourself up for failure when you do yeah. that too. And, you know, because if you, if you put everything out there, then people are, they'll, they'll take a look at it. But then if you, if you screw up just once, that's all it takes. Oh yeah. They'll own you. And I, I think, you know, the worst kind of PR is bad PR. Yeah. So for me, it's to, I always tell entrepreneurs that are out there, anybody wanting to do any kind of business is make sure your marketing is on point because if it's not, you're going to struggle because everything comes out of your marketing side. That's everybody stares at you there. That's some good advice right there. Those of you that are listening, I hope you're taking notes uh, on that. Eric, big question, question of the, uh, of the, of the interview here. You're on the show called the decision hour. Name a time in your life where um, you were faced with the decision that you had to make, whether it was get out of the military, start your own business, what have you. Explain to the listeners that decision hour and kind of give them what the atmosphere was like and, and what your thoughts were going through it. I love this question. Uh, it wasn't the military. The military, you know, making that decision, well, you know, I was a Marine and it was it was time to get out. Uh, <laughs> that, that was easy. That was I love the Marine Corps. Don't get me wrong. It's tattooed on my body. Uh, I'm a ura ura. But it was time to leave. Uh, I was not I was not lifer material. I, I could um, see Eric. Today's my last day. Yeah. All right. Deuces. I'm out of here. Here's my stuff. <laughs> Thanks. Here's your crap back. Keep it. <laughs> I got it. I understand. Uh, I mean, that's how I was. You know, I was always driven. Like I, I believed, I mean, my background is, is everyone in my family served. So I believe in service of country. So I wanted to do that. I could have gone to college. I, I'm not going to tell anybody that I come from a hard luck family. Cause that isn't the truth. I could have gone to college. I chose to serve because the ones before me served and I believe it was my calling. But when my calling was done, it was time to move on. Right. My, t- my decision hour was when, I went, and it's difficult when you have a family, you have a wife, and you're going from a nice cush corporate job where we had been acquired for ungodly amounts of money by Adobe, and where, you know, I'm working in corporate headquarters, everything is, you know, I never went without having to have the nicest gear, they would get it for us, you know. $700 $700 headphones because just because we needed them because they were ultra quiet when we flew, you know, having your own office, you know, all the nice perks of working in tech. And it was that decision hour where I sat down and came up with this business plan of, I want to be a consultant. Okay. Well, what do you want to consult for Eric? Well, what am I passionate about? I always found the thing that I was most passionate about is what I could do. And so I don't look at it as work. A little secret is I hate to work. I hate anything called work. I don't (laughs) like it. It sucks. It's not fun. I like to do things that are fun. So if I have to have a career, it has to be something I enjoy. When I worked for EchoSign, it was the most fun I ever had in a job that I didn't have to wear a uniform because my team was awesome. Everybody worked together and wanted wanted to go do everything and have the same had the same goal, right? To be the best we could. And we all knew we would succeed together. And there was only 20 of us. So when I got to the decision hour for me was like, okay, I want to build a company. Okay. Well, where are you going to go? And I was like, okay, PR. I love PR. I love talking. I've been doing it for a couple of years now at Adobe on a gigantic scale. Well, how do I scale it to Eric? And I'm like, okay, well, let's build a list. So I started going through veteran companies and yes, grunt style was 
early on our business plan, they were the client to always go out and get because they were already an up and coming client, uh, an up and coming brand that I could see was out there. And I put a couple other brands on there and said, okay, I'm going to go find these went through my LinkedIn. And it was really at that point when I had to go pitch it to my wife, like, Hey, I'm going to leave this cush job and I'm going to build this business because like Mark Cuban says, uh, anybody who's at a job and calls it their side hustle, that's a wannapreneur and you know, you can't really give to your business. So I had to build this business plan and come up with it. And it was tough. It was tough to leave the, your benefits are paid for, uh, you know, two weeks off for the holidays and a week off in July in stock, right? Those are tough things to walk away from. Yeah. But it was my calling. My calling was to help my brothers and sisters who are building businesses because there was a typecast that I was already seeing that we see in the community now where everybody kind of thinks a veteran is like, I don't know if you've seen the video that's breaking from over the weekend. This guy who got out of his car in Colorado Springs on Sunday and slapped the snot out of some guy and was like, I'm a veteran. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. That is, <laughs> and I kind of look back, <clears throat> that's been going on for a long time. So I pitched this to my wife and she gave me the wifely advice. Don't fail. Which is scary, right? <laughs> Since I go, oh, <laughs> don't fail. I'm like, well, this sucks. So thanks, honey. <laughs> thanks for your support, babe. I love you because you did that. But it was, you know, she's like, we have a family, you know, all the things that, you know, wives are great. They always think like we don't like, oh, we have those kid things. Right. Right. Those are those people who are running through the household. But that's like, a scary, I mean, that's a scary time though. You know, I'm, I'm a single parent, you know, I, I have custody, my son, you know, I've been a single dad for 13 years now. And when I remember making that, my decision, leaving corporate America to, to branch off to, to start Heroes Media, it was like, what am I doing? <laughs> but I felt like I was being pulled in that direction. Yeah. You know, it's hard when you have the calling, right? I yeah. mean, I know people say it in very other things in life, but for me, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to help our brothers and sisters in the veteran community get their brands out and use what the Silicon Valley's used for, for years, right? I watched it. It's so cutthroat. And so it was, it, it was fun and invigorating at the same time. Like it was irritating that I had to watch these 20 somethings that have never done anything in their life, you know, put on their hoodies and talk about hard work and go around and quote Gary V like it's scripture. And I'm going, well, why am I the only guy who spent his twenties you know, with a high and tight and love of country. Why am I weird for saying I love that? Why am I weird going, well, why don't we get veterans day off? And why is it weird that I'm also demanding the day before veterans day off right. for those of you playing at home? That's because it's the Marine Corps birthday is the day before <laughs> veterans day of the year. Uh, but you know, I'm the weird one that's asking that. So it's, it was that go-to time. And I went to, I had several mentors in the space, uh, you know, and they really didn't give great, great, you know, their feedback was like, well, it's risky. I'm like, well, thanks. I could figure that one out. Yeah. Thank you for being a mentor. But I mean, I think it's the hardest decision. I mean, just like you're talking about when you leave that corporate America, it kicks you in the stomach. It's, it's tough. It becomes a reality real quick. You're like, you know, it's, 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 I, I've never been afraid to fail because I, yeah. I, I take failure as an opportunity to get better and learn. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but, but there is that, that, that small, like, holy like, look what's riding on this. It's not, it's not just me. I got, you know, you, you got a family to, to feed and, and to worry about. And you're like, you're like, um, yeah, this needs to work. 
like yeah. right now. <laughs> you say that a lot, that that voice in your head says that often. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this needs to work. And it's, I mean, I always, you know, there was a make or break moment for our company in October. And it's like, we need to make, this is what we need to make it. And it's scary when you get to that point, like, okay, I need to hustle hard enough and I need to come up with a business plan. And I, you mean, we survived October and we got to, we knew that we had some events coming up and we went right after them and VetCon put us on the map with 17 million impressions on social media. Yeah. Uh, you know, having a lot of folks, a surprise number of attendees and we walked out of there and really put our name on there. But I mean, at the end of the day, <clears throat> I'll get sappy here in a, for a sec, but after I figure out how to drink water, uh, <clears throat> one of the things that changed our business is getting the right client. And I'll tell anybody out there, if you're trying to build a business, it's all about client relationships. Yeah. And some of them are tough. And I set a goal in late, it was, it was the holiday season of last year, 2016. And a Forbes list, I believe, came out. I think it was Forbes. Somebody put out a list and I had the top 25 uh, veteran owned businesses. And I saw that list and I printed it out and I put it on my office wall. And then I told my team, it's the team. I want these folks. I want them to become clients. And I can tell you today they are almost all of them. Just some of them aren't just because it just doesn't work out, but the other one, the top ones are ours. And it's because of those relationships, because we foster those and we depend on those. Those people know exactly how important they are to us. Uh, I've been blessed to have a great mentor and, a, and basically a business partner of mine now is Daniel Lyric from GruntStyle. He was one that I really wanted to work with and help build his brand because I'm a huge fan of GruntStyle. And Dan has changed our company's perspective. He's introduced us to great folks. He says great things about us and it's amazing to have him. Uh, as a, you know, not just a client, but like a friend, it's, it's amazing to have somebody that you look up to and a brand that he's built and he'll do that for every veteran. I'm not saying that I'm special. Like Dan's like, just Eric, I blessed you today. Like the Pope. I mean, Dan will do that. If you reach out to Dan, he'll, a lot of these guys will do that. And I think that's, what's incredible about our culture, mm -hmm. the veteran culture, and even first responders are this way where we like, we believe in our community and help each other. And I think that's something a lot of folks Need to know. I would have never during my decision hour in surviving this building this business if I didn't have good mentors, folks that I could lean on that have been there ahead of me and take constructive criticism. You know, so that's a big like, big key right there too. Yeah. Taking that criticism. <laughs> constructive criticism. Sucks. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um last question for the listeners that are listening right now to this. What, uh, you got somebody that's out there right now listening to this, Eric, that, that, that their hours upon them, what advice can you give them? Hmm. Well, don't be afraid to fail. I think that's the, that's, the, that's that feeling in your stomach that you're probably feeling right now. And I've had that in my stomach and you know, it's hard. You're going to think about failure all the time. And it's going to failure scares everyone, right? We're all told, we all say it. We've said it in, in, in this interview we've talked about, you know, I really think that you'll be able to help through your problems uh, and walk through and have a situation for everything. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Part of failure is having a plan to over adapt and overcome to those and, and plan accordingly for the, for those events to happen. Go, okay, I'm going to do this. And I understand I could fail, but 
if I do this is what I'm going to contingency to do this because that's what people need to do to be successful. You know, it's not about quickly running out and thinking you're an overnight success. That's not going to happen. That's just, let's, let's put that into perspective. One, you probably will fail and at some sort of this. And two, you will not be an overnight success. No one becomes a millionaire overnight unless somehow your last name is Zuckerberg and you build some great technology. And if you're listening to this podcast, awesome. You should give that money to Adam for you listening to this. But I think the big thing here is to remember, you won't be an overnight success. It will cause you to lose sleep. You will be stressed out. It's not going to be fun and glorious, but at the end of the day, you're going to have the freedom to do what you want to do and own your own business. And to me, it's the greatest feeling in the world. I wake up and I love what I do. I love that I have friends like Adam and other entrepreneurs that I know out there that we're, they're making a difference in the world. And that at the end of the day, it was worth all the stress, loss of sleep, all that and have a good mentor. Oh my goodness. Make sure you find a mentor. I'll be your mentor or I'll send you to a mentor. I can give you millions of great mentors that are out there because I think that's how you make a difference is just, you know, blind faith and making sure that people are around to help you out. Love it. Love it. Eric, appreciate your time today, buddy. Thank you for having me on. I'm uh, honored. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Eric Mitchell from Life Flip Media, United States Marine Corps veteran, keynote speaker, and just an all-around badass kind of a guy. Uh, it was always nice to, uh, chatting with him when I get the opportunity to do so. Make sure you check out lifeflipmedia.com. That's all the time I have today, folks. Make sure you also check out Heroes Media Group. Big special shout out to them. Uh, Love all of the shows and sponsors of the network. To become a member of the HMG family, simply go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Thanks for tuning in to The Decision Hour.